Hi, Derek Melber here, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about passwords. So with regard to passwords, um, I, I think that we need to have a very honest and open conversation to make sure that we understand what the state we're in, as well as where um, we should be going with regard to passwords. There's a lot of mixed um, opinions out there. Um, opinions are great, but I think we, we need to make sure we flush out all the information regarding passwords before we make distinct decisions. Um, I think the overall opinion um, to kind of jump towards the end of our podcast is um, we need to do one of two things. One is we need to incorporate multi-factor authentication, which I think is a fantastic idea. Um, but what I'm finding is not everybody's jumping on that bandwagon. So the other thing we need to really look at is how do we increase the overall security of our passwords? And we need to do that um, quickly. So let's have a conversation with with regard to passwords about why passwords are bad. Um, and everyone probably knows this, but I think it's good to at least get foundational concepts. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to kind of blame um, primarily Microsoft here, and that Microsoft hasn't increased the password policy um, in a long, long time. So basically, um, we've had the exact same controls, um, minimum password length, maximum password age, all this type of thing. Those settings and controls haven't changed in almost 20 years. So we basically have the exact same thing today that we had even back in the Windows NT world. Um, with the ability to increase password policies in NT. Of course, Microsoft incorporated those settings in Windows 2000 with Active Directory, but the settings haven't changed in 20 years. Um, And based on this, what has happened over the years is that users have um, basically learned how to overcome the password policies so they can remember passwords easier. So users use repeated actions across all corporations, even the world, um, that expose weaknesses to attacks on these passwords. And it's because of these repeated actions that the attackers know what these repeated um, tricks are that users use, and they use them against the users um, so that um, they can break into the passwords quickly. And um, the problem is, as the attackers have become more adept at breaking into our passwords, no one has really added any additional controls to increase password security. So in the end, instead of trying to train users on how to put in new passwords, what I'm finding is that organizations like NIST and even Microsoft are coming out with ridiculous suggestions. Um, And when I say ridiculous, I mean absolutely ridiculous suggestions on what um, passwords should be and um, what people should be doing with their passwords. So Basically, let's talk about what attackers are doing to expose weak passwords so that we can then move on and talk about how to secure them. First and foremost, um, attackers are taking advantage of weak authentication protocols. Um, Land Manager, NTLM, um, these authentication protocols were developed way long ago, before Windows 95, actually back in the Windows 311 era, and they're weak. And the attackers are taking advantage of them because they're easy to crack. Um, Users are using basic concepts that are easy for attackers to leverage, such as dictionary words, padding characters such as ones or A's or exclamation points. 
Um, we also have um, very common password issues due to the password policy being weak, which is the password policy for Microsoft doesn't require special characters. Um, with that, we have users that are using common words, easy to type, such as QWERTY or password. Um, and we have short passwords. The Microsoft recommendation still today in the operating system is seven character minimum password. That is too short. Um, and I know that some users think that's too long, but if we can educate the users on how to do this, it'll be much better. So we, we have some distinct issues. These issues are being um, taken advantage of by attackers. So what can we do to improve our passwords? Um, so first of all, we can require special characters. Um, as you're going to see, I'm just going to fill the gaps that the password policy omits right now. So if look at it this way. If users aren't using special characters and the attacker is going to attack the password and they have the password hash, they're not going to put special characters in the brute force attack to save time and they're still going to get into the password. So if users start using special characters like a period or an exclamation point or a comma or quotes or anything, then now the attacks have to get better from the attackers taking more time and it's going to be more difficult. Um, we shouldn't allow users to use dictionary words. Um, this means that we should force a dictionary in front of the user so the user cannot input dictionary words. This is critical. We need to do this. Microsoft does not allow this. Now we're going to talk about the Azure solution to this, but Microsoft on-prem does not allow this. We shouldn't allow common words in the password. Um, if I work for a car manufacturer, automobile, auto, car, truck, um, clutch, steering wheel, whatever it is, these words should not be allowed in the password for certain verticals. And of course, we could actually incorporate some of these negated words even from um, any password anywhere regardless of the vertical. Now, as I mentioned, Azure is trying and Microsoft is trying. They have a password protection option um, and they provide you with a password list. Um, this is very limited. It only has 500 passwords in it. Now, of course, Microsoft is saying that they're using variations of this, but still, when we have password attacks that are using dictionaries in the millions of words, 500 words is not a good root list. Microsoft does provide you the option to put in a custom password list. Again, this is limited to a thousand words. So Microsoft, even though they're giving us capabilities, they're limiting us and the limitations are too restrictive. Um, and even if you do research on this, and I'm going to write a blog soon on this on our uh, Manage Engine website, even if you put a word in the list, it can be used <laughs> in the password, which Microsoft has some weird back end that makes the decision on that. So there's no true um, way to secure against dictionaries. And of course, in Azure, there's no true password policy. Um, so if you're using Azure only or you're using Azure and then writing back to on-prem Active Directory, you're not really getting the best of what you need. So w what we need to do is we need to protect passwords everywhere. We need to protect passwords on-prem. We need to protect passwords in Azure. We need to protect passwords in your cloud applications and your on-prem applications if those are separate. And my recommendation is not to use Azure as the main entry point to change passwords because there are no controls. And when I say no controls, they're very, very weak. Um, we need to use on-prem because we can actually utilize on-prem solutions and the on-prem solutions can then be 
replicated out from there to Azure, to the cloud, to applications and everything. So, um, you know, solutions, for example, like AD Self Service Plus, which have a password enforcer, which solves all of these things, allows me to force special characters, allows me to put in a dictionary, allows me to negate words and passwords, and they actually work. This is what we need. So we need to help our users be more successful with their passwords. And in my opinion, if we can educate them on how to do it, which is very easy to educate them, now we're going to have better passwords. The idea of Microsoft recommending weak passwords because users can't handle them is absurd because what Microsoft is suggesting is is to use multi-factor authentication everywhere, which is also absurd um, because it's just not going to happen, not in the in, not in the near future. Um, this year in 2019 alone, I've been to over 22 countries, and in every country I've asked how many of the administrators that I, are in front of me are moving to multi-factor authentication in the next five years, and it's less than 10 total. So it's less than like 2%. So um, it's not happening. And even though people want it to happen, and I'm one of those, it's just not happening. So we need to increase passwords. Now, if we can move to multi-factor authentication, um, I think it's a really good option. But why aren't we moving to multi-factor? Well, it's a cost to the organization. We have to train the user. Um, we have, we're going to get calls. Um, we get calls on passwords today, but now we're going to get even more calls because people don't understand how to use multi-factor authentication. Um, your support has going to have to go up. So calls, troubleshooting, support, overall functionality of multi-factor authentication is going to go up. However, it's a really good option. So, you know, I think, I think what we need to do in this whole conversation of, of passwords is, one, we need to understand where we're, where we're getting attacked. Two, we need to, um, second all, if we're going to continue to use passwords, we have to secure them. Um, so in order to secure them, the three best things we can do is require special characters, um, put in dictionaries so users cannot use words in dictionaries, and we can also um, negate common words. And then if we are going to move to multi-factor, we need to consider the cost. But if we can get there, it's absolutely one of the best things we can do because this is a way to secure our environments. So um, I really appreciate your time. Hopefully this was some insightful information to you. And um, for myself, Derek Melber, and the rest of the Active Directory Solutions Manage Engine team, thank you for listening. And uh, I hope to see you in a live event soon. Thank you very much.